Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury, Inside the Heart of a Champion, with your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790, The Ticket. And good morning, everybody. Welcome on in. Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin and Seema here with you this morning in our new studios. What do you think, Seema? No, no roaches? Wow. No rats? No, it's very nice. It's, uh, it's, it's surprising. No vermin. No, no, uh, no crumbs in the popper stopper? Yep, yep. It's a, it's a, it's a new day. Hopefully it lasts. Hopefully the, uh, I'm sure it will. Hopefully the cleanliness lasts. That's all I ask, everybody. Just keep it nice. <laughs> what can you do? So uh, last night we had UFC 240. Max Holloway defended his featherweight championship against Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar very emotional afterwards, uh, losing. Well, probably I would say it's probably going to be his last shot at a title. I think that's probably what was washing over him. Uh, obviously, his son was in the cage with him afterwards, so I'm sure that gets to you as a as a dad. But um, do you think that's what that was yesterday? The reaction that that might have been his last crack at getting UFC gold. I could definitely see that. I I think that the reality that some of the icons in the sport that were a part at the ground level of bringing it to mass appeal, right? The reality of the new breed passing them by. I think is is uh, it can make you emotional. Yeah, I definitely. I think it's very impactful. You know, the no matter, especially as you start to get up there in age, I think we can all attest to this. We don't, we're not able to respond and react as quickly as we would like to to certain things, especially when you look at sports and and being athletic. and And a lot of these guys they just had natural skill and natural capabilities and didn't really spend a lot of time on conditioning and preparing their body mm-hmm. in the proper way. and And now we're seeing the new breed of MMA fighter that is coming in from a scientific perspective and healthy eating and not just training for fights, but living a life of training. There's a big difference in that. Yeah, I think so. I think I think the other thing with him is, you know, there might have been some realization of he's such he's an incredible fighter for the fact that at his size he was at one point the 155 pound champion, which yeah. is crazy to think about. Um, and it did feel like um, yesterday Max Holloway, like size was a bit of an issue, like getting inside that reach, getting inside those strikes. It, it, it's tough for Frankie, especially a guy who you would say his his boxing is maybe his best skill set, even though he's pretty great everywhere. That's uh, that's one of the things that he really rests his hat on. And it's, in a way, it, it reminded me a little bit of a, a featherweight version of John versus DC. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that DC's skill is necessarily what keeps him away from beating John. I just do think there is a – I think they're both – they're pretty, both pretty great on a skill level, but I do think John has a physical, physics advantage that I just don't know how DC overcomes. And in a lot of ways, Max has some Bones Jones qualities to him at that certain weight class. He's just so much bigger than everybody at 145 pounds. How do you get in there without taking all the damage, uh, the kind of cardio that he has, the kind of engine that he has in there? And I think when people you know throw things around like he's the greatest featherweight of all time, which I do think there is an argument for even though I do think that uh, Connor has his own stake to that I think Jose still has his own stake to that even with 
Max beating him later in his career. Um, the thing that's always going to going to separate him is man, he has just such a crazy physical difference to these guys that I think we did see not exposed, but 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 uh, but highlighted when he took on Dustin at 155 pounds. I, I would agree, and I think, and this we're talking about a fighter that's not necessarily strong. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's his physique gives him a distinct advantage. His crispness, yeah. his footwork, the way that it's it's the complete package. Even the way that he was able to resist the takedown. Yeah, he's not Max is not known as a wrestler, but he's a neutralizer. And if he can neutralize your attempts to take him down and keep the fight standing, I mean, he just displayed a very a very technical performance that I don't think Frankie could ever overcome unless he landed a bomb or a haymaker. And I think that's why we saw a very conservative approach as we got into the later rounds while he started to to pick him off and really punch him at will and, and be more of a defensive fighter in Max Holloway. Some of the aggression deterred in the, I would say, the fifth round or mid part of the fourth round into the fifth round. Uh, he just had a dominant performance, and so why risk it? Yeah, I get that. Um, you know, he also, he said afterwards, I don't know if you buy it or not, but he said that he, you know, people questioned if he had the cardio to go with uh, with Frankie, so he wanted to make a point of going five rounds. We have seen him before uh, in the fight against Jose Aldo, like point to the canvas and say this is where it's going to end, and he has done it. So was there a, a conscious effort for him to want to keep it going? I don't know. I don't know if, if you're a guy who thinks you can go finish Frankie Edgar, as weird as this sounds, do you want to put him through two more rounds of damage if you have that kind of respect for him or if you have that uh, admiration for his skill set? I don't know. Uh, I just think Frankie Edgar's tough as hell, and yeah. he's, he's, he's only been put away once in his career, and look how long that took for Brian Ortega to do that. So, you know, now I guess the question for Max is, uh, does the rain continue? He's got this this uh, this circled number one contender and Alexander Volkanovsky, who, you know, is still getting uh, known to a lot of people. Um, you know, Australian has had some very impressive wins. Uh, again, uh, I think some of the measurements you wonder, like, how is he going to get around where Frankie couldn't and, and, and get through that? But. Right now, if you're Max Holloway, I just think that with 155 being as muddled as it is with all the, the top contenders there are, plus on top of the fact that, you know, if Dustin Poirier ends up beating Khabib, you just lost to him. Uh, I just think that for him right now, the best the best range of action is to continue to try and, you know, cement your legacy as the best featherweight of all time and, and put all arguments to rest. I agree. I think a great fight would be McGregor and him. Yeah, it would be. Like, you know, you, you saw him fight McGregor, what was that, six, seven years ago? Yeah, when I it think was you, like McGregor's first fight in the UFC in Boston. Yep, it was uh it was it was him on the uh, their debut on Fox Sports One and Connor tore his ACL in that fight, but Max was only I think nineteen in that fight. Yeah. Uh really crazy. Really, really crazy how long ago that was and what different guys they are. Exactly, and I think that's what makes it an intriguing fight. Because you know that Max, we definitely know Connor, and pretty certain that Max is not going to take anybody to the ground. Yep, it's going to be a stand, trade, technical fight. We, you know, you've heard Connor in the past say, you know, he trains with a master of human movement. Uh, Max is this has very similar movement characteristics. Knows where to position himself. Knows how to cut the cage off. 
and can position himself in a in a very uh, in a very good position to be to fight offensive and just be far enough away to when he gets hit he doesn't get hit full throttle. Yeah, he 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 does do a good job of that where it's just you know the the striking is it puts him at this range of danger but be able to uh, continue to to inflict what he has to inflict. I, I guess the question with Connor really is. Yeah, that would be an interesting one from Max's standpoint. Obviously, you want to get that one back. But you wonder, you look at all these options that have really been there for Connor. I feel like the Cowboy fight was a good return fight. Um, Masvidal putting it out there that he likes to fight him. I think that would be a fun fight. Um, Max is a fun fight. But it, it, it is a wonder, are we at a point where Connor is only going to come back if he gets that crack at Khabib again, even with him not deserving the title shot? Like, Does it come down to maybe the only way he really gets Khabib again is if uh, Khabib loses to Dustin, and yeah. that opens up the title, uh, or opens up opens up Khabib to to get another fight. They do big business, and you know that could put put in forth. If Connor wins, he could go fight Dustin Poirier, a guy that he beat and knocked out at featherweight. Or if he uh, or or if Khabib wins, obviously gets back and gets a gets a crack of the rematch. But if if, if Khabib wins at the end of this at the end of next month, I, I, you know. I wouldn't put it past the UFC to do Connor again, but it's like, what, what, what has he done to deserve that opportunity? Above all of that, I don't think it's an interesting fight. Styles make styles make fights, and I don't think that any fight for Connor and for the fans really m- more more. So it doesn't make sense, and it's not intriguing for fight fans. I don't have an interest in really seeing. Khabib or anybody else that wants to take another fighter to the ground and that's their sole agenda, I don't have an interest in watching them fight Connor because I still think, regardless of what Connor says or thinks until I'm proven differently, he's not he's not going to be able to resist being taken down because I don't think that he's at the level of these guys like a Tony Ferguson, like a Habib. Like some of the other guys that are that are looking to take you to the ground and grind your fight out. Well, I think the thing that if you could compare it to something, what they would look at it as is almost like a we mentioned it beforehand, like John Jones versus Daniel Cormier, where everybody looks at this matchup and they're like, Well, obviously John's gonna win. He's the better fighter. It just seems like he's got the formula to be DC ten times out of ten. But they do big business. I mean the trash talk is unbelievable. There's a personal gripe there. So people people like watching fights that they feel there is a real grudge. So it's not that I don't think the fight will sell. I think it will do big business. But I think the, there is one big difference if we were to look at it at that rivalry. And that was with John's time away, DC was, DC was still racking up wins. You know, he basically was beating it. He was beating Gustafson. He was beating Anthony Johnson. He was beating everybody there is to beat at light heavyweight that wasn't John Jones. And with, with, with Connor... He's kind of just sitting wait, uh, idly by and is just like, nah, just give me my matchup when I want it, and and that's that. Like, there's there's no there's if no. If you can get that though, what's wrong with it? If you can get sure, it. sure, yeah, but but I do think there's, I, I think there is a distinct difference. Like, yes, he does have, he's gonna have more, he's gonna have more power than Daniel Cormier will, obviously from a promotional standpoint and what he means to the sport as a draw, but from a sporting standpoint, he is he is still kind of just like. Yeah, give me what I want. I, I shouldn't have to go earn it. I've earned it in the past. You know, my my name earns it other than, uh, you know, other than my my wins, which I, you know, he hasn't had one in three years now almost. So 
I, I do think that's a big difference, but it's not that I don't think Connor versus Khabib will sell. It will. I think it'll sell. I don't think it will do the numbers that the first one did. Really? I don't. I don't. I think that so many fans were disappointed with the outcome. The most exciting thing in the fight for me was the fight after the fight. Yeah. You know, so I think that so many fans were disappointed in the way that the fight played out with just Connor being taken down is is uh, very anticlimactic. And I don't think that it does the number of the number of pay-per-view draws that the original did. I think that you have better because of the the way that people love him. Donald Cerrone and Conor McGregor. And then I think you have you have the potential of a big draw. I think that a Max Holloway Conor McGregor fight because Max is the champion. Right. I think that dr- does more pay-per-view purview buys then do you think you could, do you think connor would go down again like would he would he cut the weight to do it or do you think it has to be at 155 i think he might well if he fights at 155 obviously it's not a title fight anymore right and i don't think that's as much an intriguing fight for the fans and for for connor and even for max at 155 what's there to prove there's really nothing on the line but bragging rights yeah and sometimes Sometimes that's all all a fighter needs, but, but in I don't a way, think Connor, it's big. If, if Connor wanted to do it, and I know he's 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 pointed to the fact that he hasn't wanted to do it in the past. Um, he never lost that belt, so that's my point. It's you know, like the fu- the it, fight of the two. Yeah, it, 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 if if you wanna uh, if you want a place where you could say Connor has the right to a title fight, that's kind of the place to go right now. Bingo, that's the place. Unless it's a, unless it's a Cerrone fight. I'm not, I'm not even I mean I think the Masvidal fight's interesting. I think that fight that you fight want to talk about the talk. Yeah, that fight leading sells. up to that fight, especially Masvidal coming off the annihilation of um what's his name? Ben Askren. Ben Askren. Yep. I think that coming off the heels of that fight. Yeah, I don't think anybody's star's gotten bigger than 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 Jorge's this year. Agreed. I, I think that he is he is his fame has risen more than any other UFC fighter, and so I think that alone puts you in the talks to get Connor because obviously it comes down to what's the most marketable fight. I think going to the takedown thing, I don't think George is a guy who's going to want to take down. He's he's going to throw down, and and he's I think gonna, that makes for a fun fight. Absolutely, and and I think that's from a from a talk perspective and even from a fight perspective because you know Masvidal is not going to take it to the ground Masvidal might even want to take his gloves off yep you know and and that makes it a more intriguing fight for the fans and I think the lead up to something like that now that's almost like a title fight for Masvidal you know money wise that's going to be almost like a title fight for Masvidal so I think that's intriguing that's like a win-win situation or you got the Cerrone situation or you got a title fight with Max Holiday that makes the most sense for me and if if the Masvidal thing doesn't happen right away if he does go beat Kamaru Usman for the championship that also opens up a place where you could put Connor in the title I just don't think 155 is the place for it right now because he's just it's too the division's too good and he just has to get a win um at least with Khabib on top. Like again, if if Dustin goes and literally he, if, on du- top. <laughs> if Dustin goes and he wins over over Namaga Madoff, then you can start talking about putting Connor there. But I do think that to your point, that move would be okay. Connor versus Khabib, winner gets the title shot. 
Um, maybe in the interim, Tony fights Dustin, and they fight for the actual belt. Those guys fight for number one contender spot. Because I think in any way that round robin works out to get you a good matchup or a fun matchup. I, I would agree. I just I don't think Connor's as – to me, he's great at 145. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's great at 155. Yeah, I think and, you can definitely make that argument. I think his power is above everyone else at 145. And with that type of power, you have the ultimate equalizer. You have great stylistic matchups. So hopefully he is willing to come down to 145 again or to make that weight. And I think that's a really, really intriguing weight class. When he gets up to 155, to me, they're they're not as intriguing fights. I don't think he has the distinct advantages at 155 that he has at 145. Other guys are more talented at 145, so I think it balances it out. He's got the power. The other guys have the skill set, and and that makes it more intriguing. What do you think about the judge before you go to the next topic or commercial break? I'm mm-hmm. not sure. 48-47 on Max Holloway. Uh, I don't know. Is that, that guy from Tom's River, New I think, Jersey? I think one of the things there is, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I think that what there is is, you know, I didn't even get to look at the guy's scorecard, so I don't want to say, but what I think what happens sometimes in those cases is guys do, like, curve scoring. Where, like you, you think a guy did better than he's been doing, and he's back in the fight, and so I think that's what went down there. We'll take a break here on Fighters Fury. We'll be back with more right after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back, guys. Fighters Fury here. Tobin and Seema here with you. First Fighters Fury in the new studios. Yesterday, UFC 240, Chris Cyborg. She won over Felicia Spencer. No bueno for Canada there. Hey, she put up a good fight. She did. Cyborg is just too much. He's incredible. Do you think... uh, I thought it was interesting after the fight, she was not happy with Dana White, and uh, I guess the idea that she didn't want the Amanda Nunes rematch, and kind of put out there that her future with the UFC, she finds it in, a, I guess, a place of limbo. Um, do you buy that? Do you think that's a leverage play to before the before the Nunes fight? Do you think we do that fight one more time? Uh, what did you make of that? I don't think there's any other organization that she's going to make more money with. True. So what are her options? I'm sure Scott Coker would sign her. Of course. I don't know who to fight, but it wouldn't be an Amanda Nunes, obviously. So it all depends on where is Cyborg at in her career. I think 10 times out of 10, Amanda Nunes beats her. Yep. So if you're Cyborg and you're looking at your stock, what better way to play your cards than to make it look like you have a feud with Dana White and go sign with another organization? Mm-hmm. And then you never have to fight anyone at the level of Amanda Nunez. She'll probably go to Bellator and clean house. That's fair. So your idea is just if, if you're playing the law, if you're playing the you know, the like if we're looking at it. In Amanda Nunes, Chris Cyborg fight, it does, I'm sure it would do good business, but it's probably going to be on something that has another title fight, right? Agreed. It's not going to be something that's standing on its own and does 400,000 buys. I don't think so. Now, I don't know if we're at that point with Amanda, even though Amanda is phenomenal and she is no and doubt. And likable. Yeah, oh, super likable. She's bar none the, the greatest 
women's fighter of all time, one of the best fighters of all time. Um, but if you're Cyborg and you're looking at that, do you want to go in there? And if if she beats you again, then I guess your place in history is you'll always be number two to her. If you beat her, it sets up a trilogy. Um, so that, that I guess, could do big business down the line. Um, but, yeah, it kind of feels like if you're sign- re-signing with the UFC, there's there's only going to be one one opponent um, and probably at most two fights. So do you do that or do you go to an Asian promotion like one championship that's going to have the, the uh, that has like the Turner deal or do you have or, or do you go to Bellator and be with DAZN and all that and they can showcase you there and you know you'll probably be you'll probably be main eventing every fight that they put you on you know. Right, and those are the options she has to consider. What's what's most meaningful to her? And she used to fight for Scott Coker, right? Like, has she done Strike Force before, or was it Elite XC? I think it was Elite. Which XC. one was that? that I she think was it was in? Elite XC. Either but, way, I'm sure Scott Coker would be into it. I'm sure he would. And from what we've heard from Bellator, they, you know, and from fighters that have gone to that organization, you know, they're playing with Viacom money, which is a little different. Yeah. And they're okay with overpaying fighters and building up the commodity list. Although, um, you know, they, they, uh, what I found interesting, I think coming up on the schedule, it seems like they're putting the women's fights now as like real features for ESPN+. Plus. You know, if you have the backing of ESPN and they tell you, no, 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 we want, we want Cyborg as our streaming entity. Because if you think it's going to go to the zone and you're ESPN, you're like, no, 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 we want, you know, do what you got to do. And I know she's upset with Dana White. It can't be. It can't be at the level that it was. You know where Dana White's going on. You know Joe Rogan's podcast and calling her a him and uh, putting it at the point where like it's 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 not at that level of bullying. Like saying somebody doesn't want a rematch and and you know saying you know going after for the for the steroid use or her looks. It, it ain't that. So I, I, that's that's why I kind of look at it and be like, mm, is that is that a negotiating thing? Like how much more uh can you say that this is bullying because he's been to level of bullying i don't think that him saying you don't want to fight is bullying if we're going to grade it on the dana white scale i i agree i just don't see i don't see the upside for cyborg to re-sign with the ufc so you sign with the ufc you fight an amanda nunez again probably lose probably lose so your legacy is now tarnished. Where's your value? The value of these fighters is based on their legacy and what they've done to this point. Well, it's just interesting. Like, if you're Chris Cyborg and you go towards an Amanda Nunes, how do you go beat her again? Like, are you going to be the – like, you're going to be the one who's, like, the, the savvy – uh, the savvy fighter who's going to back do some off. Tanya Harding type stuff first. It's, yeah. Like, like <laughs> you can't even – like, she has to go to the cage – damaged if if cyborg has a chance and that's my opinion i mean i could be completely wrong that's why the fights happen because that determines who really wins obviously but i don't see a way for cyborg to beat nunez right i don't see i don't even see a way for cyborg because cyborg's borg's instincts are to throw punches and leave herself open right that's the only way that Cyborg wins, is to throw those bombs. You saw last night these winging shots. A more technical fighter with movement and force 
is going to annihilate her. And Nunez is probably the, the most technical and has the most power technically because she throws a straighter punch and she steps into the punch and turns the punch over. And I don't see Cyborg being able to combat that. You know, and I also think that this has something to do with it that, you know, I think that American Top Team, though we know that they have a great reputation, their stable of of women that they have fighting at that gym, I mean, I don't know who even comes close to it because they just have so much talent there. And if you're if you're Amanda and you're looked upon as the goat and all these women are looking at you as like the 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 the, the holder of the division, I'm sure that they are not only picking your brain, but they're coming at you with a ferocity and they're keeping you young and they're keeping you hungry. Not to say Amanda's old, but like there is a different there is a different uh there is a different peak usually age range for women fighters and so the fact that she is has those 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 young bucks in there trying to to come at her and make her better i just think i i don't know what kind of training cyborg is getting in this day and age that amanda is you know i just think that she's going to be sharpened in a different way going into a rematch that that cyborg won't be i think cyborg's kind of just going with her old bag of tricks Whereas Amanda looks like she's getting better. She still does. It's crazy to think about that, but it really does seem that way. We'll, co- we'll come back. We'll get into a little bit more of some of the action from yesterday, some news from the week. More Fighters Fury after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Ah, Welcome back, everybody. It is Fighters Fury here on The Ticket. Tobin and Seema here with you from the new studios. Last night on Showtime Boxing, Javante Davis got himself a second round win. Here's the video, Sima, if you need to check it out. This was a quick one. Two rounds. Uh, look at the stoppage for me. Tell me what you think. I thought it was a quick stoppage. Um, but the interesting thing about this is we are in the same commission where Maxim Dadashev was, uh, you know, tragically died. We got that news this week. And it felt like the ref had a quick trigger. Not saying that it wasn't going badly. I for, think he just got knocked out twice standing up and yeah. woken back up. He never he never touched the canvas, Ricardo Nunez, but it was it was looking like it was going in a bad direction. But I would say the ref did jump in fast. I don't think it's the worst stoppage I've ever seen, but I do think it was a fast stoppage, but I think it's understandable why it would be fast. You know it, what I mean? It was a quick stoppage. I it's non disputable. That guy was knocked out after I just watched it again three times, standing up, and then hit again and woken back up. Right. Talk about somebody throwing everything they got behind a punch. He looked, uh, yeah, and it was a first round. I thought it was a competitive first round, and he hit him with he hit him with one shot that really just let it all down down a bad street for for Nunez. Javante Davis, look, my God, no one's ever questioned the guy's talent as long as he is in shape and willing and able to fight and I guess getting along with his promoter he looks like a real monster I mean he is for that size to hit that hard yeah, it is uh it is definitely something to behold um he called out Tevin Farmer afterwards who uh won on DAZN uh I like that fight I think that's a fun fight they've gone and jawed back at each other back and forth um definitely two different types of fighters I mean Tevin Farmer is pick you apart uh, good boxing skill set, and, uh, and and Javante is a wrecking machine, so be fun to have a unification match between the two of them. How does that work, though, with DAZN? That's the question. That is the question. Doesn't um, happen. That, that's going to be one where 
uh, I, you know, it, it would almost have to be one where I would think that it's it's almost tougher for. I wonder with uh, with Tevin. Tevin's fought so much; he's been one of the most active fighters. I wonder how much le- is left on his contract with the Zone. I wouldn't be surprised if he would be able to make the move pretty soon, because it feels like he fights a good every three months. He he's very very active, but also I think he probably thinks that you know he's gotten a lot of action on the Zone. I probably think he's for a guy who wasn't as well known a couple of months uh, a couple of years ago. I think it's probably appreciative to him that they gave him a platform to be that active and get out there and defend his title and all that stuff. Um, that's gonna be an interesting one, and and obviously Gervonta has had the. Uh, should I say this? Uh, the prickly past with uh, with his promoter Floyd Mayweather hasn't always been on the best terms. So I don't know. There could be a lot of obstacles there, but I'd like to see it. I definitely would like to see it. But you're right. It's definitely it, that. That's definitely like uh, Yuroki Skamboa, Miami Zone. Uh, he got himself a win, second round knockout. Uh, he. You know, that's that's the way you want to go win if you want to make a statement to go get Javante Davis. He called him out afterwards. That's obviously an easier fight to make promotionally. Yes. Um, interesting fight. Very interesting fight. Very for interesting how, fight. For however long it lasts. Yep. Yep. It's and not. I, it, I, don't, I don't know if Gamboa wants that fight. I mean, just watch the video. The, the video of the knockout? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, look, it's man. A ferocious. I mean, that's he's ferocious. That's Mike Tyson esque. Yeah, he the is. way he turns over on his punches and the the the, I mean, just it vicious. was. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's one of those fights. He's a, he's a very entertaining fighter. It's uh, it's all the other stuff because he has so much talent, so much talent, and eh, as, he's as, a fighter, huh? He's a fighter. He's a fighter. But uh, but but it's. It, as long as as long as him and the Mayweather thing stays cool, and they don't try, he doesn't get upset with what they're doing, and because you know the big, I think the big thing that hurt him is he had this big opportunity on the on the uh, Mayweather McGregor card where he was the co-main event, didn't make weight for that fight, had to give up his belt, wasn't a great performance. It's like man, you you really let that slip by, but you know these are he's also very young, very very young, so he's like 22, 23. Yeah, he's super young, so. There's there's a lot of boxing that's left in front of Javante Davis, and that was certainly an entertaining performance from him yesterday, no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought with that stoppage, I don't disagree with you. I do think that he was in a bad spot and that was going towards a bad place. But I do feel like the referee jumped in at a spot where he's like, look, they had, they had a real tragedy that happened last week in in Maryland, and that was one of those things where it's not even clear what was going on with the fighter. He is uh, he was hurt. But it wasn't it wasn't like egregious that he was still out there. I mean, his trainer saw that he was in danger and started stopping him. But in those late rounds, he was shown he was game two. Um, you know, but I gotta imagine that Maryland's gonna be overcautious. I think the I think the world. You know, they got two deaths in boxing this week. Yeah, a guy from Argentina passed away as well. Um, I, I gotta imagine refs are gonna be really on high notice in the coming months with this, and they should be. And trainers should be. Nobody knows a fighter better than the trainer. Yep. And I think the trainers have to be more responsible in protecting the fighter from themselves. Because while while he took a lot of damage, he never showed signs prior to the fight ending that he was 
in really bad shape, mm. you know, physically. Yeah, and you're right. And who was the one that knew that he was in most damage? Buddy McGirt. Exactly. Buddy saw it. Um, I don't, you know, and I, is it is it on Buddy McGirt to know that even earlier? Like he's not, he's not, he's not a living cat scan. No, you he doesn't know. No, I don't think. I'm not saying it's his fault. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not yeah. implying that you're saying that. I'm just because saying. Because a lot of people have. They've come out. <sighs> and They blamed it on the trainer. That's they tough. blamed it on the strength and conditioning the coach. On, the only thing that we can't know is was he hurt in training? Did he go in with some nasty concussion that we didn't know about going into that fight? Um, was anything said in the corner that wasn't heard? What you know? I, I heard this week from Bob Arum that he thinks that more places need more brain scans are needed before a fight. Um, you know, does does that prevent it? I don't know. I don't know. I think that, that would probably prevent a lot of fights from happening. I, I don't think you're wrong. I think it would, and and so that's one of those things where what do, you know, promoters say they want it, but do they really want it? Like promoters really do they really want drug testing? Do they really want uh brain scans before fights? I don't fights? want drug testing. I know you don't. I I would like to eliminate the drug testing from fighting. Though when you have something like this happen, it does shine a light on. All right, if we found out that said opponent, like if, that he was juiced, juiced to the gills and did this, then there's going to be a crazy uproar about it. I think that the steroid thing is interesting because is is there speculation of that? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm just saying from I'm saying from the standpoint of when when a when a death like this does happen in the ring, it reminds you of the, of the vulnerability the vulnerabilities these guys face. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I do think that we're in a spot where um, it, it makes you evaluate everything. And if that was the case, then Different obviously story. everybody would be in an uproar about it. But is that one of those things where a guy can be, I guess, pressured into – can guys be in a situation where uh, there's mutual agreement of performance-enhancing drugs, uh, there's no testing, and it's a wink-wink – like We're that. not going to say anything. Um, but the only thing I would say with that is... You just ask them. Like, yeah, do you want to do this? And you say, I don't recall. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take any? I don't recall. I, I, I don't remember, sir. Sir, okay, that's sir and or madam. Good for you? Yeah, good for me. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a horrible thing that happened, but I do think we're going to see a lot of referees be quick to jump in there and make sure that that whole heart of a champion thing or that whole fall on your sword i don't think we're going to get, see a lot of officials give fighters the opportunity um i think it's going to be it's going to be in a situation where they're going to be like you know okay you thought it was you thought it was controversial well, here's here's the downfall of that there'll be a rematch if if you thought that was the case and there's controversy controversies controversy and endings is rarely a bad thing for business right. usually it gets usually if anything it gets people talking about the fight more than if it was just a regular stoppage unless you're robbie lawler Unless you're Robbie Lawler, who fights this week against Colby Covington in Newark. Um, interesting fight. Forget about it. You think Robbie's going to smoke him? Yes. Really? I do. Interesting. Robbie's had Robbie's had some hard times with uh, with some of these fights. He needs to come back with all that anger. Yep. From how he's been screwed recently. He really, like, if you think about his fights as of late. He had the fight against Ben Askren, which was real bogus how he lost that fight because of Herb Dean messing up on the whole bulldog choke thing. Put Ben Askren on his head early on in that bout and, you know, has been in the spot where since the Tyron Woodley loss, 
I just started thinking about Masvidal's comments. About what? He, Robbie put him on his put him face first because he was going for his crotch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this, there's no there's no love lost there, that's for sure. But he's lost. He he won the close fight over Don Cerrone after losing the title, having a long time off. He lost the decision to Rafael dos Anjos, but he we were talking about the knee injury. Robbie had a really bad knee injury in that fight, and it was pretty clear that he was basically just. Uh, I guess it's cage doping where he's just like leaning up against the cage because he can support his leg and and uh, doing what he can basically on one cage leg against. Doping. Yeah, I mean it's not rope doping. There's no ropes. Yeah. Uh, fence doping is that what it would be? I don't know. Either way, speaking of steroids, they're all sounding like that. Um, but that fight against Javier Dos Santos was a tough loss because he's not he wasn't in he wasn't a hundred percent. That was pretty clear. Uh, he had a bad injury that he was dealing with during that fight, and then the Ben Askren fight. Is, uh, is pretty bogus. So this is a guy who's one and two since losing the belt, but the two losses both have, I won't say asterisk next to him, but definitely interesting notes of them. And even with the Woodley fight, got caught cold. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got to come out with some some anger. And with... And you think Co- Covington is is going to take him? Is that what I'm gathering? Uh, this is the thing with Colby. He nobody likes him. Everybody everybody hates Colby. Except Covington. for the UFC. <laughs> Except for the UFC. Even though but I think even they, they got to a point where they felt like he was feeling himself too much because they took away that interim belt real quick. Um The only thing I'd say with Colby, all right, can he this is his best asset. If he's gonna go beat Robbie, he has to outwork him to a point where Robbie is absolutely absolutely fatigued. But this is Robbie Lawler we're talking about, Sima. Like, Robbie Lawler spitting blood out against Carlos, Con- uh, against uh, Rory McDonald, you know, fish mouth, agape. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get tired. Like, nope. this isn't a guy. This is a guy that, that has, a, uh, has a different psycho level later in fights that other guys don't seem to go to. So if you're Colby, the way he's won his fights against Rafael Dos Anjos and Damian Maia that's really gotten him into that title picture, really outworking them, Going out there and 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 putting a, a wrestling pace on them that's, you know, just just crazy impressive. It's it's great. And and look, Colby again. He's at a great gym in American Top Team where where Robbie used to train. So I'm sure they have some knowledge of each other. Colby was saying that the the reason that Robbie left was because that they put up a photo of Tyron Woodley winning the title in the gym. That's what he says, or he claims is the reason that Robbie left the gym that he felt disrespected. Um, but you're but he not trained there at the time. Right. So the question is, all right, is his wrestling good enough to deter Robbie Lawler? Robbie's a good wrestler. Um, and is there going to be a makeup and level of striking? I'd say no. Like, how could there be? How could there be? Like, we've seen Kobe throw, throw punches, not his strongest skill set. And I don't care, you know, how much you're, you're, you're working at it. Uh, that stuff takes time. And Robbie's just a, he's a different kind of assassin. He's a different kind of savage. Um, you know, is I guess the question is, are you getting a diminished Robbie Lawler coming into this fight? Is is he a guy that's just way past his prime? If you're talking about a way past his prime Robbie Lawler and you have a young, hungry, former interim champion um, that's willing to go through a little bit of hell to get this win, all right. I mean, I guess I could hear it out, but I just how does he how does he take Robbie to a place that he hasn't been there before outside of, I guess, taking him down and and doing some kind of ground and pound? that's going to be able to take rounds away mm-hmm. and get himself three rounds out of five. Because I don't, 
I don't see a scenario where he finishes Robbie outside of like just a haymaker that Robbie doesn't see coming. I don't know, man. It just it, it just feels like Robbie's got more paths to win this fight. I agree. A- except for the H. Yep. And when does that when does that catch hits, up? It hits everybody at a different time. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's had some of the craziest fights, the Hendricks fights, the Matt Brown fight. The, wars. Uh, the, Those aren't fights. Yeah. Those the, are wars. Roy McDonald, Carlos Condit, the knockout loss to Tyron Woodley. Like, he has been through some hard stuff, taking the beating that he did against Rafael Dos Anjos on that one leg. It's tough. Like, that, do, that stuff does catch up with you. But again, you know, everybody high on Bad Askren, like, he did spike the guy on his head like it was nothing. Um, didn't seem like he was in danger in that fight. Donald Cerrone going and winning a fight against Donald Cerrone, who, you know, people thought was uh, was right there in the title picture just a couple of uh, just a couple of weeks ago, basically before his first loss. I mean, though I'm sure he's a little diminished, a diminished Robbie Lawler is that better than a prime Colby Covington? Um, if you were to go to resumes, you would say it's not even close. You would you wouldn't think it's close. And you know, Kobe goes in there and he and he and he has this brashness about him, and everybody, uh, you know, he, I know he gets the crowd riled up. I don't think there's a guy who gets booed more than Kobe Covington probably right now in in uh in the in the in the UFC. But it, it, I'm just I'm looking at this and I just I don't know where his path to getting the the win is against a guy of this cow. It just seems like the matchup is tough for me with a guy with a guy like with Robbie's talents. Um. So there's that. Are you into Jim Miller versus Clay Guida, uh, and what do they win? Yeah. Did they win a? Do they, they win some? Do they like win a gold nos- watch? They like nostalgic bragging rights. <laughs> is really like it's like all that wow. comes out of this fight. I like looked at that. I was like, man, it's like a main event for a pre. I kind of like it though. Like if you're gonna have those guys fight, have them fight each other. I think you do Jim Miller versus Diego Sanchez. Yeah, like something like that. Is intriguing. Too. Yeah, man. I thought, I thought the Kiesa versus Diego Sanchez a couple weeks ago was a bad matchup for Diego. It was tough. Also, and the you, fact that he had a, a crazy person in his corner. Who? This 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 guy that he got off the because he left Jackson's like in the middle of camp. Yeah, and so he's got this guy. You remember when Connor had the movement coach and everybody's like, this guy's bogus. What is a movement coach? It's not a thing. He's a master of human movement. This guy he had was like, they put out this video that he has and he's doing like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, Seema. I wish I had the video for you. It's like, maybe I can pull this up. This this Diego Sanchez trainer, he's doing like, I don't know what, doing like dance around a heavy bag. It's ridiculous. And... <laughs> This is the guy. He's just like he's telling, like, be like Tyson, be like Tyson. Uh, is this the video? Oh man, I gotta get this for you. It's amazing. Everybody's just like, this is who Diego Sanchez decided to train with. He's and he left. He left. He left Jackson's. Yeah, he left. Or Jack- this, or I think this is just the guy he ended up with. Like he's just like, yeah, I love this guy. I'm gonna end up with with him, and he's gonna be the one. He's gonna he's gonna train me to victory. But the guy's just like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. That's crazy. Is that what Diego did for training? Is that what he's showing a sampling of? Because if so, that explains why he got his ass kicked. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. But Diego, the way Diego has fought for the last however many years, I mean, it's not. Surprising. are you expecting him to make rational decisions? No. 
No, he's saying like he takes like the energy from the lightning and the force of uh, of nature. No, I don't know. Luke, I'm your father. Everybody have a great rest of your Sunday. We'll talk to you guys next week. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.